0: Next Sunday we will celebrate Christ the King Sunday, where we will remember who Jesus is and and what his life and ministry means to us. But today we have Jesus and the disciples leaving the temple for the very last time. And of course the disciples are in awe of the large stones that the that they have used to build the temple. Later in the Gospels, when Jesus is standing in front of Pontius Pilate, the crowd will cry out. He said in three days he To clear up for everyone. Jesus never said that he would rebuild the temple in three days. The other piece of this story is that Jesus sitting across from the temple on the Mount of Olives is very, very dis- deliberate. What he is calling out is, he is one of peace and the temple is one filled with corruption. Remember, we talk about the money changers and the money and all of the Sadducees and the Pharisees and Scribes and how they lust for Jesus' blood because he speaks peace when they are interested in the status quo. And how many times in churches have we heard those words? Let's just keep things the way they are. When somebody comes with a really great idea. Jesus had a different idea. Jesus had an idea that was radical, as we well know. An idea that all would be loved, no matter who they were, how much money they had. So, sitting opposite the temple and calling attention to last week the widow's might, and this week how powerful the temple is, is merely a way for us. that things that we think are important are not. Martin Luther King Jr. did the same thing when he gave his I Have a Dream speech, when he stood at the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, a president who wanted to preserve the union, who cared about everyone, not just white people, white men, excuse me preached on those steps, and opposite that was the Capitol. He was calling out the power and the powers that had been so long in charge of the way things would be. He wanted a new model for what could be. And of course we know that that was unfortunately snuffed out by someone who hated the idea that we were all equal. We are all equal. So, the other interesting thing about the temple is it was built to be indestructible. But the Romans were able to knock it down in three days because they had come up with a way to dig under the temple and it collapsed. Something that no one thought could happen. Had things like that happen in our own lives. Who would have thought the Twin Towers would have collapsed? But of course, evil will always have its way, no matter how hard we try to evade it. So, going back to this passage, this is Mark's farewell discourse. We often hear about John's farewell discourse when they're all in the upper room on the night that Jesus is to be betrayed, but each gospel has its own take on this particular piece, this way of ending Jesus' life. So Jesus sits there and calls out injustice. In Luke and in Matthew, it's about converting the uh, Gentiles. That's what they are focused on in their farewell discourses. And in John, of course, it said, you love one another as I, as I have loved you. So we have all of these threads coming together to form a beautiful tapestry. And each gospel writer speaks to us in our own way. We all have a particular gospel that we're partial to. And each time we read our gospel, we find new things To learn and love about it. We will soon be changing to the next liturgical year, which will be year C, and we will be focused on the Gospel of Luke for the majority of the year. Yes, we shy away. Yes, we deviate from it at certain points and read the other gospels. But Luke will be the focus of next year, which is in a couple of weeks. that Jesus is pointing out by sitting opposite the temple is that it is human sin that causes the destruction of society. I don't need to tell you that. We see it around us all the time. We saw people that were willing to topple our government January 6th because they thought they were right. And it's that kind of destruction that tears at the threads of society that Our very fabric is torn in two. But Jesus is talking about a different way. regime. So the people worked very hard to make sure that no one died. They saw life as precious, and the quote I read was, life was too precious for them, for someone to be taken, no matter the reason. They had courage in the face Are grateful for people who stand up for that kind of with that kind of courage. The everyday citizen that leaps in front of a a, a train that's coming in and someone is pushed on the tracks. Those are the kinds of things people that we can be and we are. We are those people that profess to love all no matter who they are what they believe, what they look like, and who they choose to love. Those are important things when we think about what the world could be. Do we want a world that's cold and cruel, or do we want a world where all are embraced and loved? Do we want a world where backbiting and gossip is the rule of the day, or do we want a world We understand the other, because as we know, everyone is fighting a battle, their own personal battle. Jesus doesn't care about the people who are taking advantage. He does care. Let me get that straight. Jesus cares differently about the people who want to take advantage of the least and the lost. Jesus wants them to see that there is much more in life to put a hand out, to love your neighbor, to be good and kind, and that is difficult in this world. Uh, You all know, maybe you don't. I feel like sometimes I'm a mystery, wrapped in an enigma. This morning, in Carolyn Hack's column, somebody wrote in about how they couldn't understand why their family had ostracized them, and they had tried, and that was the holidays were coming, and we know for so many of us, the holidays can be painful. And the person had decided that they were going to have a destination wedding, and whether the, fa- the friend could come or not, they weren't going to change their plans, and all. Said. Carolyn Hacks wrote, and I thought this was so profound, that right now we have lost the ability to be compassionate, to be humble. In the middle of a pandemic, she said to go off on a destination wedding seemed like the most selfish thing in the world that she could that she could think of. One that would cut off people who cared about them and loved them, the couple. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about when he sits opposite the temple. We don't want to cut anyone off because we're too focused on ourselves and our own needs. We don't want to cut anyone off because they don't look like us or think like us or act like us. And Jesus said, I bring all to me, he means everyone, not just the people we like, and that is the hardest piece to understand about his ministry. How many of us have shook stood there and shaken our heads at some of the things that Jesus has proclaimed? It is hard to be a human, and it is sometimes darn difficult to be a follower of Christ, but to be one It's the happiest thing that we can do. It's the thing that brings us the most joy. It's the way of life which causes us someone who we disagree with. Those are the people that we are called to love. And those are the people that will someday love us back. So when Jesus is opposite the temple, he is just thinking about everyone. Not just those who care for him and understand him. Like I said, these are difficult times. It is hard for us to wrap our minds around a pandemic that is now almost two years old. It is difficult to understand why we are arguing and fighting with each other day in and day out, why we can't seek common ground. So try to find common ground with those that you disagree with. It won't be easy, and they may not want to seek common ground, But we will know that we have tried our best and we have done what we are called to do to live on the gospel message. To love one another in spite of who we are and who they are. Amen. Amen.